Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Butch UK podcast. We're at episode 75. And today we are going to be discussing the Kansas City game that happened last weekend. My, I'm your host for this one. My name is Alex. I'm joined by David, Adam and Pete. Hello, guys. Good to see you all. Hi there. Hello. Thank you for joining me for this one. Uh, before we get into the episode, though, uh, I must send our thoughts to everyone in Florida who is dealing with the uh, what, what has occurred with Hurricane Ian. Uh, of course, it is good to see that Florida is uh, building, putting itself back together very quickly. Uh, so that's great to see. And we hope that anyone who was affected, it is a very quick repair there for you. Our thoughts are with you there. So while, of course, people in Florida are recovering from Hurricane Ian, we are recovering from an ugly loss against the Chiefs. It was a very, very tricky game. Uh, we did put ourselves in a hole very early on after that first play and it did seem that the game never really came back to us. Adam, what was your initial thoughts on that game on Sunday? Uh, I just gutted. Just gutted. From the very first, like I said, from the very first kickoff, it started bad and then it just got um, the game got out of hand and we just couldn't catch up with them. We couldn't stop Mahomes. He's a good player. I say good player. He's an exceptionally good player. So it's, it's really really difficult to give them the field position, give them the lead, and then try and catch up. as a tall ask. Uh, Pete, not great to lose our two opening home games. We're not the way we would have wanted to start at the Ray J this season. No, definitely not. It's the flashback to you know how things have been over quite a few seasons in the past, but we felt like we'd managed to turn that around and get into a place where we were back in, especially after the Super Bowl, back in a place where home was a victory guaranteed. But it was two tough opponents and they it felt like they um, schemed us a lot better than, than we schemed them. It's not an excuse that obviously we had the hurricane and the move to Miami, but it is going to put a difference in how you prepare slightly with the with the moving about and being in a different facility. It's not an excuse, but it's going to definitely play a part in maybe the the scheming and the, and the way that we prepared for them, but they definitely fared better for us. Um, David, we're still two or two on the season, so although it was the loss, it's still early days. Yeah, I mean the predictions at the start of the season, we were looking at those first four games to be really tough, and you know we, I think we were all hopeful that if we got out of those two and two, um, we'd be in a good place. The fact that we won the first two and lost the second two has put a bit of a dampener on it. But potentially, if you look at the big picture, two and two moving into what we hope if we pretty winnable games now. Um, it's not all lost yet. It's not the end of the world. We're a quarter of the way through the season. There's still plenty to play for. Yeah, the one thing that does worry about me, about even the two wins, is we haven't really looked brilliant with the wins. And now with the losses on top of that, I just sort of sapping the confidence out of me. And you know what I'm like, I'm always... Bucks are going to win a hundred nil, but oh, it's just this. Every easy game just looks a little bit harder now. I mean, we, I mean every week was, there's it, something different that's going to go wrong, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we've I mean, it, was, about... it was quite. A, sorry, David. It was quite a game, wasn't it? Though you know, seventy-two points scored by both teams combined. You know, a forty-one thirty-one loss for ourselves there. I'm um, sorry, David. You were going to come in there as well. Yeah, I mean, we've talked in the past about complementary football and all three phases of the game. And we've just not had that in each of the four games so far. It's always some different turn up. Um, really, this game, it was one out of three phases actually worked for us. Offence overall, you know, played pretty well. But, uh, you know, 
defence and special teams, I think, let us down. And it's been on the flip side of it for the early games. And we just need everything to pull together now. I mean, exactly. we can't rely back. Uh, so I was going to say, we, oh. we can't fall back on thinking the, you know, the defence is always going to you know, pick us up. We we need to to have that, like you say, that complementary football, having both just pick up their, pick up their targets and, and make it happen. Just but Adam, what I, what I do want to know. I I do want to know, Adam. In your opinion, did that first kickoff set the tone for the game for the Bucks? Uh, it seemed that way. It just puts us in a bad position straight away, and you know you can't afford to give up that type of mistake. The very first play of the game, you know, within twenty seconds, we're down seven points. So you know you're continuously chasing the game. They are receiving the ball at halftime. Uh, it's just it just puts you in a hole that's really difficult to climb out of. Um, but Pete, both you and Adam did say there, you know, suck up, great job, reliable as ever. Yeah, reliable as ever. You don't like like Adam said, you don't even you don't even flinch with the kicks now. Even if it's oh, it feels like it might be a long yard, you just think, well, it's all right. He's gonna get. It just seems so. Even if he misses one or two in the season, it doesn't feel like the pivotal moments that they used to be. But yeah, just like like you say. Dropping the, you know, fumbling the ball, having it punched out, and that open, opening drive just took all the wind out. Because I, I was reading stuff, but so they, they're saying the defense, they weren't even prepared to be on the field yet. They thought, oh, we've got, you know, a yeah. Brady drive yet, so we'll still be, yeah, warming up and, you know, chatting amongst ourselves. And next thing they're all getting on the field. I think that set the tone as well. The, the defense, I think they always were on the back foot from that moment, from getting on the field early, it was a lot of nervousness from there. Uh, let's let's move on to defence then, because we don't want to talk about special teams too much. It was quite painful on Sunday for all of us watching that. Um, uh, David, they just... Uh, it It's almost a different defence from the first uh, three games. It was... Uh, just, yeah. Well, what, any didn't... thoughts what's happened there? Just... They just didn't get to grips with Chiefs at all, whether it was the scheming, but from the running game, um, most of the time they were getting through at least the D-line the and it was the linebackers having to come in and clear it up. So they were making seven, eight yards on a lot of their early running. Um, and then, you know, how many times did we actually, when we got into the backfield, get close to Mahomes, but he just span away and uh, really... Made us look like we couldn't tackle and we were floundering all over the place. And there he is just uh, pitching a little toss pass into the, the end zone, which was, you know, we just didn't get him to the dirt. You know, if you get there, you've got to bring him to the ground. And whether they were, you know, perhaps trying to focus too much on getting the ball or making bigger plays, but you've got to do the basics first. Um, you've got to block the run and you've got to get him down to the, the turf when you get there. So... Yeah, pretty downs, disappointing. And, well, I mean, Kelsey, how many times? Oh, I mean, it, just so it frustrating. Us, didn't it? Mm. Not I mean, that Mahomes-Kelsey... Oh. And that Mahomes-Kelsey partnership, you know, we, everyone knows about it. Absolutely formidable partnership. There. Um, does it feel like, though, Pete, in your opinion, that we are missing you know, players such as Sue, for example, um, you know, and JPP, you know, they were really key players for us last season. It, I feel it like sort of feels like we haven't that. quite replaced Because them. we've not seen enough of Hicks, maybe we don't really know whether we're missing him. We need, in a game like, especially 
against Atlanta coming up. If if he could be back for that, that would be a great place to see whether he's actually going to fill those shoes. Because you know, like we're saying, they they the, this was the most that anyone's run on us for ages. So missing Hicks would that have been a game changer if he'd been in there? Because Vita can only do so much. I think losing Logan Ryan during the game and Colton Davis, they were big knocks to the system of what we were playing. You got people coming in, the KSMB got the interception, but when you're practicing week in, week out with certain players in certain places, it's got to be that consistency. And with people like that going down and you've got people filling in, especially against someone like the Chiefs, they were going to tear us apart. And they did. We got to talk about the third downs as well. Oh, my God. You took the words out of my mouth, Adam. Please go. You took the words out of my mouth. Honestly, uh, did I see some of that soft coverage creeping up on third down, you know, giving them eight, ten yards? I just don't understand it. And it's it's obvious as well, you know, you can see it. They're catching the ball. they got yards to run into. Um, I just don't know. we gotta we got to change it up. But that's not just the Chiefs, guy. We can't expect... No, No, that's it. We can't expect to win games when we're putting ourselves in bad positions and then we're playing soft soft coverage as well. It's, it's not a good formula. That's what I was saying about it. it felt like the, the defence really nervous. There was times where um, we would sort of be double covering Kelsey and then leaving a player really open wow. because it felt like we were so nervous that, that Mahomes was going to scramble, get the ball out, find him. And we were, everyone seemed like they didn't, especially on that, you know, that first opening touchdown. It, it, he just straight across the middle and no one even knew what was happening. It certainly felt to me, I don't know about, um, you know, David, I, I don't know what you feel about this, but we all know that teams go away and watch uh, watch tape. They learn from previous games. Kansas would have known what to expect from a top Bowles defence, you know, uh, it, to a degree. We degree there. Um, you know, they... They were. It, it looked like they really had watched the tape and they were ready to face that defense this time. Unlike in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and also, you know, this season as well, our defense has slightly changed. It's not been all-out blitz constantly. We have dropped back a lot more, um, and I just think they they read us to a T on that game. You know, the little screen passes and then open through the middle, and you know. The mixing up, I mean, that just shows how important it is to have a good run game, you know, to actually keep your options and keep the defence all over the place. So, um, and that's really where we struggled so far season is not being able to run the game, you know, then you know you go into the air so much more. You know, the fact that they've got a running game, not just for the running backs, but Mahomes himself actually out there actually able to get yards. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, You know, you've almost got too many people to try and cover. Yeah, right. It's on a game like that. It's, bla- it's blaringly obvious how much of a if you've got a good mobile quarterback who can extend plays and even like create something out of nothing. How hard is that to defend when when a play breaks down and he knows that one or two of his receivers are going to get open and it's going to be Kelsey or whatever? That must be so. That must give them so much confidence that they know that if the, if the play breaks down. They've got Mahomes and a guy like Kelsey who can just make something up off the spot as if they're playing in a schoolyard. Yeah, That's the thing is that after he scrambles, that is what Mahomes is. they seem to know that even... So they run their route, and if they look up and see him scrambling, they, they then continue to like, make something happen. You And that's something that we never seem to really have, that 
that second option after we've oh Brady's got caught up. Now what do I do? We sort of always tend to be like really stop. I mean, whereas you know people like Mahomes can just keep it happening. Yeah, it's not the Brady way, is it? I think like we, I mean, Pete were talking about this earlier. Uh, the Brady, everyone has to do their job one hundred percent correct every play for the you know for, for it to work for Brady. You know, one O lineman misses an assignment, the whole play breaks down. And I think the opposition defense they've worked this out that if they can get uh, Brady, he's not extending any plays, so it gives them less things to worry about. They can just dial in on Brady. Yeah. They haven't got to worry about him breaking out the pocket and, you know, making a 20-yard dash. Because every time we're back into, like, the end of the, the Green Bay game and, like, the end of the Chiefs game, once we're into that sort of, like, two-minute mode, Brady's firing out, firing out, not giving him a time to really break his concentration or, you know, his his way of working in the pocket. He's We're working down the field. Obviously, we can't play a whole game like that, but it shows that when we're playing in that sort of quick, everyone knows their role, everyone knows what they're doing, you've only got to hold him for me to get the ball out, it all it all clicks into place. I, I do, but we can't... I do want to talk a bit more positively now. I want to mention <laughs> Mike Evans. I want to mention Mike Evans. I want to talk positive. Um, Pete, he looked like, uh, you know, great seeing him back on the field. Uh, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans is uh, he's just uh, he's just a pro, isn't he? What a player! He's just a god, isn't he? Really, he's just a god out there. Once it comes to it, if you if you use a one on one a fade route into a corner, he's guaranteed to get it. He's shown that he's going to be, if not the greatest Buck player in history, he's well on his way to to being number two or well up there. So yeah, he's the boss. He's just unreal. Yeah. yeah. Everything he does. Future Hall of Famer, without a doubt. I've said it for years. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Nailed on. Um, and uh, Adam, good to see uh, Chris Godwin back on the field. It is good to see Godwin. Yeah. I know we had that little mini scare when he got injured for a sec. But um, again, he's another one that opens a whole load more doors for our offence. Just him being on the pitch and making the defence think about where he is and what, what's he going to do. Uh, it just makes everyone else's job a little bit easier. So, like, you know, people like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they are key to our success. Obviously, obviously. Um, what about, it's great to um, see Bright getting more, more targets. Yeah, yeah. so, Pete, Pete, if I just pause there, I'll, 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 you've read my mind about talking about Bright, but I just want to stick with the receivers for moments because, um, you know, we brought Julio Jones in, Adam, but he's not, uh, I mean, uh, he's barely got any snaps on Sunday. And I think yeah, he was I... still injured, wasn't he? I mean, they put him in there. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. probably ready to play yet. Mm. There's, there's no point rushing a guy like Julio Jones back, especially if Mike Evans and Godwin were fit. So I, I can totally understand uh, not risking him and putting him out and giving him those because in that Cowboys game, I think he had like four or five deep balls, didn't he? Mm. So there's, there's no point running his legs off <laughs> just for the sake of running his legs off. Keep him when we need it. Absolutely. And uh, Pete, you were going to speak about Cam Brate there. Good to see his production go up a bit. Yeah, it was great to see him getting a lot more trust this time around to, to be that key guy that we've always known he he can, you know he is and he can be. And it was nice to see us involving the tight ends, even with the two rookies. They both made some great catch. O'Keefe came up with a great catch. You know, it, was, it was great to see them not like, no longer being just extra blockers on the O-line. They were actually being fed out to 
to actually receive the ball, which was it was good to see. It's it's good progression. The O the the O line, the offense in general, it's great to see the progression back to where we were over the last two seasons. You know, scoring that many points last couple of two seasons, we've been scoring those sorts of points and winning the games only because the Chiefs really started off with that early touchdown that we were chasing the game that it got away from us. But normally that would have been us. It would have been in the bag for us. Yeah, we needed them. Yeah, everyone got to stand yeah. up. We yeah. need them. I mean, that Ab- concussion absolutely. hit on Brake was worrying, though. I'm surprised yes. they didn't pull him out the game straight away, no. particularly after what happened no. the weekend before. And he's obviously yeah. yes. not looking yeah. like he'll be there this week. Well, he started no. off saying um, it was his shoulder, didn't he? And then they noticed once he went into procedure, they noticed that he had concussion. But he mm. was just saying it was his shoulder. Which I understand with NFL players, they're going <laughs> to say anything to stay on the <laughs> yeah, field. But Concussion can take a few moments to actually kick in, can't they? I mean, he, he obviously mm. shaken up, yeah, probably right. felt white, and then no, I mean, clearly he was groggy, groggy again after that, so actually pulled. Um, so yeah. that could be a, a real missing piece next week. Um, David, one thing we haven't—I mean, we, we touched it, but the, uh, the running game. Um, it's uh, let me just give you some numbers here, and then we can really see sort of certainly our issue or the Bucks issue here. Kansas had 189 total rushing yards. The Bucks, three. Yeah, it was three. pretty awful, wasn't it? I mean, we abandoned it pretty early, given the scoreline and the need to catch up. And you often see that with the Bucks. I mean, I think I said in the Fed, I had more rushing yards sitting on the sofa than I did Lenny <laughs> in the first half. Um, he had minus three or something come half time. Yeah. I mean, we never gave it a chance, did we? Um, but that's the type of football we had to play, being behind all the time and having to catch up. Yeah, if you go back in history, just the last four or five years, I think all the games we go behind early and we just completely abandon the run. We always lose those games. Yeah. I think it's, it's indicative of us losing when we just completely give up in the first five minutes. I think what was good I to see... I don't think we've ever we haven't won a game where we've, where we've run so little. I think what was good to see this time was that obviously White had the fumble or the punch out in, in the opening kickoff, but he didn't then get stuck on the bench and no. told off. He got brought back into the game and you saw him making a lot of catching yards. You know, we, we used Lenny and, and both of them in White to catch the ball a lot more this time, which was another yes. good thing. If that was Rojo last season, he had been benched and you wouldn't have seen yeah. him again. Yeah. In fact, he yeah. was benched for this game. He was sitting uh, inactive for the Chiefs this time. He was. He was, yeah. <laughs> I think Rojo's um, benched himself. Right. Time to hear the views of some of our members now. So let's dive straight into that. Uh, Tom Lawrence says, SMB is alive. Of course, referring to the wonderful interception there from Sean Murphy Bunting on Sunday. I had to include a comment from uh, uh, or about Mike Evans, should I say. And it's our very own Adam, who, of course, is with us on this episode as well. Adam, you made it twice on this episode. That is a <laughs> like, like ruggedly you, handsome Mike man Evans. there. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans is absolutely amazing Hall of Famer Alex says I think it shows that currently we aren't in the conversation for Super Bowls or being an elite level team we are better than the league average and have had a tough starting schedule but the execution is poor and the game planning is too 
Right, the usual part of the show where I do need to remind you to make sure you go and smash that like button on this uh, episode. If you've got this far, you're clearly enjoying it. So please make sure you go and hit, hit that like button. Subscribe if you're already not. And turn on that notification bell so you are notified every time we upload. Also, we'd like to say a huge thank, as always, to Bucks Report for their support in ProTab Podcast. A great uh, platform for many Bucks, Buccaneer podcasts there. Their link is in the description below. Please go and check those guys out too. David, do you want to come to you now? Because, of course, we've got another Bucks UK meet coming up on Sunday. Please tell us more about it. Yeah, it's going to be a, another big event in London this time. Um, those of you who went to Leeds a few weeks ago know they can get a bit crazy, particularly when the bugs start getting interceptions. Um, so, yeah, so we're at the Marylebone Sports Bar and Grill, same venue as last time. Um, plenty of beer on track. We've got our own dedicated area, plenty of food, and actually just being able to share the games with fellow Bucks members is what it's all about. It, it gets quite lively as the game goes on and it's definitely worth it. If you're a member and you're anywhere near London, you need to get yourself down to the event. You can get tickets. They're bookable in advance. And if you go on the forum and follow the, the link there or through the club emails, um, that's your way to get tickets in advance. So make sure you come along. Absolutely. It'd be great to see as many people there. It will be a good night as a, watch parties always are so as david says if you uh, are a member and you are going to be around london at any uh, or uh, uh, sorry around london next sunday please get your ticket and come and join us for the atlanta game in london it'll be great to see you all there on the subject of the atlanta game gents let's have a quick look ahead to that game um so let's get straight into it david um Talk us through your thoughts on the Falcons game. What's what's the keys to the Buccaneers getting the victory on Sunday? Well, actually, it's a big game now. Two and two for both teams heading the division. So we've had those four opening tough games and now we've actually got to start getting the wins on. So this is quite a big game to get that, start that momentum building now and get away from the, the bad runs. So you can't underestimate how important this game is. I think, you know, going into the season, we were thinking the Falcons game was going to be probably one of the easiest on the schedule. It's not looking like that at the minute. Um, so, you know, we've got to turn up and play. Uh, absolutely. Uh, they're doing well so far. I hate to say it, but they've, they've not looked too bad. I think a lot of people thought Marcus Mariota wasn't going to be the answer for them, but he seems to be doing a few strings there. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts at the game on Sunday? Well, going back to the 2020 season, last time we got embarrassed by the Chiefs in regular season, something changed with our defence and it, everything started to click and we went on a right tear, didn't we? So I'm hoping, after being embarrassed by the Chiefs last week, that we can absolutely tear a new one in the Falcons. That's what I'm hoping anyway. And, you know, they got a couple of injuries themselves, so it's not looking like an easy game. But if there's ever a time when we need to buck our ideas up, this could be the game to try and prove it, you know, silence all the the naysayers about maybe the Bucks are slipping, Tom Brady's losing it or whatever. Uh, this could be a really good game to smash the Falcons, can't stand the Falcons. <laughs> what do you think uh, the Bucks need to do to smash the Falcons, <laughs> as you say, no matter? Or score more points. That's <laughs> 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 certainly one thing. <laughs> no, you've got to establish a run game. I know it's, it's an obvious uh, an obvious answer. Establish a run game. Obviously, 
O-line. We've got to protect Tom Brady. We need we need to give him the time for the plays to develop. Otherwise, like we were saying earlier, um, there's no plan B. You know, Tom Brady's not going to rip off a 30-yard run. We need the O-line to give him that time in the pocket so the plays can develop. So the sort of key to the game for me is giving Tom Brady as much time as he needs. Uh, Easier Pete, said than done. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and Pete, uh, I'd like to hear what your key to the game is as well. We need to get our run defence back into action and stop them because they've shown that they can <clears throat> they can run the ball a lot, the, the Falcons. So we need to make sure that we find whatever key player we need to, to bring in. I, I mean, McClendon was a good fit last year. We I don't see why we can reach out to him. If we can't afford Sue, someone like that must still be out there. He could bring... We don't know how long Hicks is going to be out for. Hopefully, he could be back. But at the minute, going game to game and having that sort of gaping hole in the defence, we need somebody to fill that gap. So if we can stop them running, you know, they're rookie running back he's been he's been you know tearing off some big runs and stuff so we need to uh try and say his name so yeah if we can if we can if we can get their defense you know they, they should be out for blood so they should all be really g'd up for this one and hopefully we can contain mariota because even if we you know hold off their wide receivers and stuff he can Again, create stuff, and we've seen what that was like with Mahomes. David, yeah. give the uh, mobile quarterback time. David, before I ask for score predictions around this part of, let, let's just briefly discuss the Atlanta running back situation because, um, rather, uh, well, I was about to say annoyingly, but that's for my fantasy team um, <laughs> side. But I'll, I'll, I'll move that out of the way. Um, Patterson is uh, on IR, so. Uh, he, of course, is a, a, a key player for the Falcons there. Uh, that's going to make a big difference, I would thought. Yeah, that's huge. Be good timing for Buccaneers. Um, you know, for him to <laughs> yeah. be placed on so he's out at least four weeks. So, yeah, I mean, perfect timing for us. I mean, Huntley's been doing quite well from a running back. Um, mm. But, yeah, so saying we've got to stop that because, you know, that's the fundamental to their offence. So, But, again, it's a bit like we've been speaking all evening. All three phases of Bucks football needs to turn up again. We need to get them all in sync together. It's no good either offence or defence, special teams turning up. They've all got to start turning up now. So you've got to look everywhere across the roster. I think it's safe to say that our defence will want to make a statement again on Sunday, particularly particularly given how many yards we gave up against the run when we played Kansas. So that's definitely going to be a key match up there to watch, I think, as well. So uh, let's just round uh, this episode off, gents, with our score predictions, as we always do. Uh, David, I'll start with you for this one. How do you see this one going? 33-17 to the backs. Pete? I'm going shut out. 31-0. Yes. Nice. I... Oh... I love it, love it. If that happens, that'd be... Well, I have seen uh, a shutout against the Falcons before. <laughs> I'm to see another one. Let's get another one. Um, Adam, can you top? Alex, you go first, just in case you have any difficulties. <laughs> that one. <laughs> have a stroke on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I'm going 34-21 for the Bucks. Oh, no, it's That's quite close to mine. Uh, okay, Colin Adam, let's hear it. 34-7. 34-7. Oh, okay. So, it, 
So we got myself, you, Adam, and David all in the same uh, in the same area there. But uh, I think we all agree, Pete, yours is the one that we definitely want to happen. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to see a shutout. Uh, uh, so, gents, thank you ever so much for joining me for this one. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to you guys for tuning in or listening. We are looking forward to hopefully seeing many of our members on Sunday at our watch party. And the rest of you, please do enjoy the game. It's going to be a good one. Until then, take care. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.